G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. This podcast is made available by Vision Christian Media, thanks to the generosity of our supporters. Your donation today means great podcasts like this remain available to help people look to God daily. Please make your donation today at vision.org.au. Worship can be a witness to a watching world. And they're not just looking at me up here or our worship team. They're looking at you. Pastor Greg Laurie points out how every believer should be a mirror that reflects the person of Jesus Christ. You're a witness out there as much as anyone who's standing on the platform is a witness. People are watching. Is this real? Is this authentic? Are these people for real or are they crazy? This is the day when the lost are found. customer service experience. Maybe at a restaurant, the waiter messed up our meal. Or at the supermarket, they were just grumpy or maybe wouldn't honour the sale price on bananas. Not only does it affect how we feel about that person, but also about the company they represent. Today, on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie points out that we are all representatives of Christ. How we interact with people can draw people to the Lord or push them away. Some good insight is coming today. Let's grab our Bibles now, and we're in a series that we're calling What Every Growing Christian Needs to Know. And the title of my message is Why You Need the Church, and the Church Needs You. Let me say one thing before we get to Acts 2. Because Acts 2 is a description of the church of the first century. This is the church that changed their world. It was said of them, not as a compliment I might add, that they turned their world upside down. So we need to go back to this church for our example to see how to do church right. Because you know, some churches, they don't have growth problems. Some churches have parking problems and other churches don't. Some churches have kids running around making a lot of noise and other churches tend to be very quiet. Some churches have more expenses than money and other churches don't need to spend much money. Some churches are growing so fast you don't always know everyone's name, but in other churches everyone has known everyone's name for years. Some churches are planning for the future. Some churches are living in the past. Okay? So when you come to our church and you have to wait to get a parking space or you have a hard time getting into this room or whatever, thank God that's a sign of spiritual health. Those are good signs that we should rejoice over. So now let's look at that church that turned the world upside down. Here's what they did, Acts 2, 42 to 47. 
says of those first century believers, this is after the day of Pentecost had happened and 3,000 people believed, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, and the breaking of bread and prayers, and fear came upon every soul, and many signs and wonders were done to the apostles. Now all who believed were together and had all things in common, and they sold their possessions and goods and divided them among all as anyone had need. So continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those that were being saved. We'll stop there. This church was healthy. In fact, you could sum it up in this acronym, WELL. They were WELL. W-E-L-L, W for they were a worshiping church, E for they were an evangelistic church, L number one, they were a learning church, and L number two, they were a loving church. They were well, worshiping, evangelistic, learning, and loving. Let's start with that first principle. Number one, they were a worshiping church. Look at verse 47 praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those that were being saved. You know, something wonderful happens when God's people come together for corporate worship. It's just amazing. The Bible says God inhabits the praises of his people. Haven't you sensed the Lord's presence during worship? It's a wonderful time. And we're told in Scripture that we should be worshiping the Lord. Psalm 106 says, praise the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good and his mercy endures forever. From Genesis to Revelation, our faith is one of worship and song. And we're singing on earth and one day we'll be singing in heaven. Revelation 15 gives us this picture of our future when John says, I saw what looked like a sea of glass mixed with fire and standing beside the sea, those who had been victorious over the beast, that would be the Antichrist, and his image and over the number of his name, they held harps given to them by God. So we will have harps in heaven. Maybe they'll be electrified though, I don't know. And they sang the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb. Great and marvelous are your deeds, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are your ways, King of the ages. You'll be singing in heaven. And by the way, we'll all have good voices in heaven. <laughs> you know, don't you wish you had a great voice? Uh, funny thing is sometimes people with the worst voices think they have great voices. <laughs> but God bless them, they sing with passion. And you can hear them off key and everything, but I'd rather see someone sing off key loudly than a person who doesn't sing at all. And you know, when it's all said and done, God doesn't care what your pitch is or if you're on key, He looks at your heart. And if your heart's engaged, and that is honoring to the Lord. We should all participate in worship. There's something maybe you've not thought about. Worship can be a witness. Your worship can actually be a form of evangelism. Look at verse 47 again. Praising God, having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those that were being saved. There was a connection between their worship and their witness. When a non-believer comes into our place here and joins us, they're checking things out. Do you remember the first time you came to church before you were a Christian? They're checking everything out. And they're not looking for good things all the time, by the way. They're looking for things that they can complain about so they can write all of this off. And they're not just looking at me up here or our worship team. They're looking at you. 
In fact, when we're up here worshiping and the team's leading us in worship and you're checking your text or you're doing something else, they're looking at you going, I guess this isn't that important to them or you're jabbering or you're doing something else. See, you're a witness out there as much as anyone who's standing on the platform is a witness. People are watching. Is this real? Is this authentic? Are these people for real or are they crazy? I mean, that's what I thought. When I first encountered Christians, I thought they were nuts. <laughs> but they intrigued me at the same time because I'd never seen anyone like them. And I had to admit that some of them used to be my friends from the old days and they had changed dramatically. And I was drawn to what they were doing and eventually I gave my life to Christ. And so worship can be a witness. You're listening to A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie from Harvest Ministries in California, USA. And we're considering the church of the first century today as described in Acts chapter 2 through the message, Why You Need the Church and the Church Needs You. Number two, they were an evangelistic church. That's E in our acronym of well-worshipping and evangelistic. There was a constant flow of new believers coming into the church. You show me a church that does not have new believers coming in and I will show you a stagnating church. Why? Because new believers are the lifeblood of the church. So if we are not evangelizing, we will soon be fossilizing. That is why we should always be bringing out our friends and our neighbors and our loved ones and coworkers to church and pray that they'll come to Christ because I think you know me well enough to know and other pastors here that after a message is done, I'm usually going to give an opportunity for people to come to Christ, even if it wasn't what we might call a evangelistic message. We're going to give that opportunity and people respond, but they're not going to get here unless you bring them here. Okay, so now L number one, they were a learning church. So they were worshiping, they were evangelizing, and they were learning. They were learning. Now this is important because some people will say, well, I don't need to go to church to hear a Bible study and I just like to watch church online. And uh, I listen to Christian radio and I watch Christian television and I read Christian books and I don't really think I need to be in church. Well, listen, uh, you know, I'm glad you use those tools. Uh, of course, we have our Christian radio program, A New Beginning. We have a TV program. Uh, and then we have... Uh, devotions we put out every day. We have a little thing called the Harvest app that you can download for your uh, iOS device, your iPhone, or an Android device. You can put it on a tablet, and it's just chock full of spiritual information. And you can uh, watch messages on demand. When we have our services, it goes live out on the Harvest app. And a lot of people use it, and that's fantastic. In fact, I just received a letter today. This kind of pulls some of these loose ends together kind of gives you a sense of how God can use these things. It says, hi, Pastor Greg, I'm writing uh, you because you said you wanted to hear from us on your radio broadcast, A New Beginning. I'm a correctional officer for the state of Washington, and I want to thank you for all you do. I gave myself to the Lord at a young age and was devoted to the Lord for some time. However, my parents got divorced. My dad moved away. I started to hang out with the wrong crowd, etc. I'm sure you've heard this story many times. And I had been without God for a long time. I was becoming a very angry and bitter person. The smallest things would set my temper off. And I couldn't figure out what was wrong. 
Well anyway, we live so far from work and we have a carpool van and a bunch of guys used to carpool together for the hour drive that we do every day to and from work. And there happen to be a few Christians I work with and ride with and we would talk a little bit about Jesus. What I didn't realize was Jesus was calling me back to Him. A few months back during our hour-long van ride, we started listening to our local Christian radio station and I enjoyed the Christian music and then we listened to the message that we're playing during our drive and one of those is you. And we listened over and over and from listening to that message, it brought me and several of us back to Christ. We listen every night. I've even downloaded the Harvest app on my phone and we listen to your extended messages and I'm able to download and listen to from my phone. One of the guys invited me to his church and now several of us even belong to the same church and we go every Sunday. Everyone around me notices the change in me and I gotta tell you, it feels so amazing to be walking with the Lord Jesus again. Praise God. Isn't that a great story? So we're thankful for that technology that got to that guy. But the best thing about that letter is here's a guy who's fallen away. He discovers it. He gets around believers that are on fire for the Lord. It shows him something's wrong in his life. He hears our show and commits his life to Christ. But best of all, he's in the church. See, that, that's kind of my point. If those things are fine to help you, but you gotta be in the church. It makes such a difference. And, and this brings us to uh, point number three, uh, they were a learning church. They were learning. And listen, every time we have a service here, I'm just gonna tell you, uh, we're gonna have a Bible study. Uh, we'll have worship, we'll have a guest artist occasionally, but then we're gonna open the Bible because that's our focus. We offer theology without apology. Really, what else could I do for you? I mean, who cares about my stupid opinions on anything? And my jokes are the lamest ever. <laughs> what do I have to say? Really nothing. Nothing that would be more important than any other person. That's why we open up the Word of God because we care about what this has to say and we want it to become a part of the woof and warp of our life. And I don't even know what woof and warp are but I want the Bible there. Our mission statement at Harvest is knowing Him and making Him known. And you look at that early church and they were into God's Word. Verse 42, look at it. They continued steadfastly in the Apostles' doctrine. Underline those two words, continued steadfastly. Those words mean they did it with a real passion. There was a passion. There was an excitement. I think we need more anointed preaching today, don't you think? More anointed preaching. But I also think we need more anointed listening. More anointed listening. You know, it's very easy to dismiss the preacher. Oh, he is boring tonight. Got a good nap though. Okay, I mean, there are boring preachers. I'll admit that. And there's some preachers, I mean, listening to them speak is like watching paint dry. All right, I know. But then there are times where you know it's really not the fault of the preacher. It's your fault or it's my fault because I'm not really paying attention. First Peter 2 says, like newborn babies, you should crave and desire spiritual milk. You crave it. You come to hear the Word of God. Let me put it another way. It's attention 
with intention. Some really good insight today from Pastor Greg Laurie in his message, Why You Need the Church and the Church Needs You. And on Monday, we'll hear more on the reasons why. Hope you can join us then. But before we go today, Pastor Greg has one more illustration about attention with intention, letting what we hear soak in so that we can put it to work. Remember, I was on a flight a number of years ago uh, from Miami. I had uh, just spoken there, and I was coming back. And, and so the flight attendant's going over the whole, you know, the routine they go through. And uh, should we have a water landing, uh, you know, under your seat as a life? vest that you can pull and there's this little whistle and a tiny little light and you can use your seat as a flotation device and we're all thinking man if we, no way would i survive with that stuff anyway and so you're watching them and they you know they go you don't pay attention most people flip through a magazine or they're sending last minute texts so the flight attendant did their thing and i wasn't paying attention for the most part i just know oh there's the exit there's the exit there okay that's all i need to know well then we're flying uh, for a while and we're about uh, 40 minutes outside of la and the voice of the captain comes on the intercom ladies and gentlemen we're having some engine difficulties and you're thinking this isn't happening it was happening and we don't know if one of our engines is is going to keep working so we're going to go through again, I forget the verbiage you use, but you know, go through the, what you need to know in case of an emergency landing. This time I listened. <laughs> oh, I listened to every word. I memorized it. <laughs> well, thankfully the engine worked and we landed fine. But my point is, you listen differently when your life depends on it. You should listen to the Word of God as though your life depends on it because it does. Do you realize that? Your life depends on it. Not only your afterlife, you want to make sure you're right with God and you know you're going to heaven because you put your faith in Christ, but then just life in general, life before you, how to live as a follower of Jesus Christ. That's how the early church listened, and that's how we ought to listen. If you'd like a copy of today's full message, get in touch with Vision Christian Store. It was called, Why You Need the Church and the Church Needs You. Just go to visionstore.org.au or call 1-800-00-5011. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.